What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Biblical Athlete Podcast, where our sport is our ministry. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. My name is Tony Anderson. I am the founder of TBA and will be a host for this podcast. Today's episode features my interview with Nathan Tomasello. Nate is a professional wrestler and wrestling coach from Cleveland, Ohio. Nate has experienced much success in his career as a wrestler up until this point. From being a four-time state champion in high school to going on to The Ohio State University and being a four-time All-American, four-time Big Ten champion and national champion, to now being on the United States wrestling team as a national team member. Throughout the success of his career, Nate has also experienced his seasons of lows. But his faith and perspective of chosen suffering keeps him going. Here's my conversation with Nathan Tomasello. Okay, today I got uh, Nathan Tomasello with me, aka NATO. Um, really, really excited about hearing his story and his journey. Uh, how you feeling, Nate? Doing great. Feeling well. Man, uh, man, like I said, like before we started, um, you know, your name always comes up in these Christian athlete spaces, and I want to get opportunity to talk to you and hear your story a little bit and um you know uh, pray this is a blessing for those who listen to it so before we get into your story and everything that you've done um I ask opening questions to all the guests who come on in your words what does it mean to be a biblical athlete so for me to be a biblical athlete is to be someone that represents Christ in everything they do and in their sport mm-hmm. and is willing to talk about faith and share faith through the ups and downs of their journey. And I think that's the biggest thing that I feel like I've been trying to trying to do in my walk uh, throughout the last 17 years as a wrestler. Mm. Yeah. And I can, I can say, looking from afar, you, you definitely embody what it means to be a, uh, be a biblical athlete for sure. Um, yeah. So before we kind of get into everything, kind of give us like a, you know, a brief summary of like the over overview of your entire life from, you know, start to where you are today. And then we'll pick that apart as we go. Yeah. So I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, a brother and a sister. And uh, my family was really into sports. They pushed us to try different sports when I was younger and um, no one in my family wrestled. So I actually had a buddy down the street at the time that convinced me to go with him when I was around 10 years old, picked up a flyer from the high school about youth practice and, got to the youth practice and uh, didn't know what to expect. I only saw the stuff on, on TV that was WWE. So I thought it was mm-hmm. jumping off tight ropes and hitting people with chairs. And right, right. <laughs> I got there, it was kind of shot. So, that wasn't, right. so uh, I didn't know what to do if I was going to keep with it. But the coach actually saw a lot of potential in me, the youth coach. And he's like, you got to keep coming. And uh, I did pretty well the first year. And he convinced me to go to, the, to his three-day camp in the summer. And after the three day camp, he's like, you're not leaving the sport. I was like, all right. So, and then fast forward, I, uh, I started getting pretty serious with the sport and doing pretty well. I, uh, ended up becoming a four-time state champ in Ohio, which Ohio is one of the toughest States for, for wrestling. So I was, that was a pretty amazing accomplishment. And then I got recruited to Ohio state. I was fortunate enough to win a national championship at Ohio state and was a four-time all American, four-time big 10 champion. And uh, finished my career there and stayed there for two years to be a senior level athlete and train for the Olympics. And, uh, and then the Olympics got postponed and 
I've dealt with a lot of different injuries. So I ended up making a transition to coaching this past year at Duke and it kind of revitalized me to compete and then ended up going to the Olympic trials and became an Olympic alternate and national team member for the United States. And so here's, that's where I'm at kind of currently right now. Yeah, man, that's, that's amazing. So um, I'm from Columbus. So Ohio state is literally like 15 minutes away from me. Um, yeah, that's so now, now I know why your name always comes up because you know, we're all in Ohio now and yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah. So seems like you've had quite the journey. So we, I want to back up a little bit. So um, growing up, you know, did you grow up in like a faith-based household? Uh, was that important to your family or did that kind of come later on for you? So I grew up in a Catholic uh, background. Both okay. my parents had us go through the uh, Catholic church through eighth grade. And mm-hmm. so I always felt like I had a, I had, uh, a spiritual calling, I would say, or I, I knew I was, it was interested in it. You know, I wanted to know more about Christ. And, uh, I don't, I think it was when I got to, uh, CBCA as a freshman, which is Cargo Valley Christian Academy in Cargo Falls. I really, that kind of jumped my faith journey and really began my relationship with Christ. Hmm. Man, that's, um, that's interesting. So would you say, would you say later on that those foundations that you had will play a role uh, in how you carry your life to this day? Yeah, there was something so special about that high school. You know, it was when I first got there, I mean, I didn't know many people. I know a few people. I was a very introverted kid. And it was a 7th to 12th So 7th to 12th grade. So I heard most kids had already been there for two years. So I didn't know what to expect. But where when I got there, they just start, showed me a ton of love not just because I was a good athlete, but they just loved me for who I am. And then mm-hmm. it was the first time I had been in a small group. They had small group in chapel every Thursdays. And, and then they had a, a Bible, a Bible uh, class every single day. And it mm-hmm. just, it shocked me how much I didn't know about Christ. Mm-hmm. And then it was like around Christmas time, my freshman year, I gave my life to Christ. And it was like, I started realizing that how much he sacrificed on the cross for 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 our for our sins and I just realized that I wanted to use the platform of wrestling to kind of share my faith and just I feel like wrestling is just a similar aspect in life where it's like you go through discipline trials and tribulations and and sacrifice in order to try to become the the best you can be and I think it just shows it it teaches you a ton and so I I feel like I've been able to use that in the sport to kind of talk about faith. That's interesting. So um, you mentioned how you seen wrestling as a platform to, you know, uh, preach the gospel, glorify God, all those things that we all strive to be and do as biblical athletes. Was that like, like, did you recognize that type of, like, did you have that type of perspective early on? Like once you gave your life to Christ or did you kind of grow into that as you would, you know, become more mature and things like that? Or was it like a right away, like, hey, my life to Christ, Oh, here's wrestling. Why don't I, you know, merge the two? Well, I was always highly competitive when I was younger. I wanted to win everything. I hated losing. I'd cry if I lost. Mm-hmm. So, um, and when I first got into the sport, I mean, obviously I was behind because some kids started when they were really young. So, but I was competitive. So I started jumping some levels and wanted to be the best and the best that I could be. And it was like I got to the state tournament in seventh and eighth grade, placed both times there and started realizing I was getting good at it 
But I think when I first got CVCA and became a Christ follower, I realized like it's so much more than just winning a state championship, winning a national championship, or being the number one guy in the country or in the world. But it's it's using the gifts that he's given us. And when we do achieve something amazing to talk about how he's led us and talk about just faith in general, you know, what, why I sacrifice and stay disciplined in the sport and why am I ultimately training? Like, obviously you're training to try to be the best, but you're training in order to show Christ-like, I would say Christ-like qualities when when you compete and when you we talk about Christ afterwards, mm-hmm. so I think that's why I started really jumping more levels when I was in high school because I knew who I was training, what I was training for, mm-hmm. not just to win gold medals, but to to glorify Christ in, in the sports. Mm. Man, that's, I love that. That's really good. Uh, would you say that that is a constant? You know, the Bible talks about you know about uh, about killing our flesh and dying, denying our flesh. You feel like that's kind of like a war that that we that we struggle with as athletes who are trying to glorify God. It's like, you know, we're going for, you know, like you said, like we're going to be the best, but at the same time, we have to remember that, like you said, it's not about the gold medals, it's not about the trophies and the accomplishments. Like, is that like a war that you have um, in terms of trying to keep things in perspective, saying that, yes, I'm trying to be better, I'm trying to be the best I can be, but at the same time, I still have to remember that, you know, Christ is the center of everything I do. And pride can come in at any time if those things aren't in check. Absolutely. I mean, I agree with that. You know, it's like, it's, it's an ego check every time you win it, you know, Cause you, yeah. you get put, people start interviewing you. You can just talk about how amazing you are and what you've done and in the mm-hmm. sport, or you can talk about the people that helped you along the journey and the struggles that you overcame and how Christ has led you through the journey in order to get to the top or to do well you know and it's like it's always a choice for i would say for everyone because it's like yeah it's a battle you know like mm-hmm. we battle our own pride because obviously it's like our sinful nature wants to be like yeah i'm the greatest in the world mm-hmm. but it's like obviously christ is the one that created us and he's he's the center of the world and we need to just show him through our humility even when we, we get to the top for sure, man. I love that. Uh, couldn't agree more. I know for me, like it's it, it's it's a it's a constant, you know, checking of myself. It's like the more and more I improve, the more and more I elevate. It seems as if people want to self exalt you, like, man, you're this, you're that, you're great, you're good. And but you have to remember that at the same time, it's like, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God in the first place. So having that type of perspective, I believe, will be very beneficial and be. Um, you know, like I said, it'd be very beneficial for us moving forward. Um, so I want to back up a little bit more. So you, it seems as if you kind of took on wrestling and hit the ground running. So like, what was the journey of you, uh, you know, starting wrestling and then eventually going to high school and then college? Like, did you come in like just this dominant force or was there things you had to get, uh, you know, improve on in order to be, you know, uh, a great wrestler. Well, it started with my youth coach. I mean, like I said, he saw some potential in me and I was athletic as a kid. So that was, mm-hmm. that was good. So you need to be athletic in the sport, but then he's like, I mean, he's like a father figure to me. I mean, I talked to him on the phone yesterday about things. So mm-hmm. I still stay in touch with him. And uh, he took me all over the place. He's like, he asked me when I was a sixth grader, 
he's like, look, do you want to be the best in the country? Yes or no? I was mm. like, yeah, I want to be the best. Like, right. got to start going to these national. And I was like, all right. So my parents weren't that wealthy. So he ended up going to these tournaments with me mm. to compete at. And it was just like, that's where I started jumping levels, starting to wrestle top-notch kids around the country at, at my age group. And then it was just like, is the same thing. I went to a club in, in high school that was a powerhouse and you're wrestling tough kids and you start just getting better, you know? And it was just like, I got into high school and it's like, I was so determined to be the best I could be. And it was just like, that's that, that wrestling sport gave me a lot of purpose in my life. And mm-hmm. uh, I felt like every time I stepped mat and competed, it was like, that's what God had called me to do. <laughs> as crazy um, as that sounds. No, I, 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 hundred percent, um, uh, agree as well as believe it. Um, I was reading something you had posted a while ago and you had said that wrestling tests character and a person's heart. What did you mean by that? Yeah. I mean, I think this sport is one of the toughest sports in the world. Maybe I'm biased, but it's just like, it's one of the only sports that you have to dehydrate yourself and wrestle dehydrated. You have to cut weight in order to compete and you have to stay disciplined in order to recover. And you're fighting someone. You're literally mm. one-on-one fighting. And it just, it tests how resilient you resilient you're going to be, not only with dealing with injuries, dealing with the hard training aspects and everything, but then how you rebound after losses. People are seeing how you what you do after you lose, you know, how do you respond to it? And it's just like, that's, that's all that is incorporated into the sport, you know? And I just feel like that's why a lot of people look at sport as an, a, a very unique sport that is, that's tough, you know? And, mm-hmm. and, and I just think that that shows so much of who you are as a person when you go out there and, and compete and, you don't know what's going to happen, but you just go after, you go after it, you know? And, and for me, I always wanted to be known as a warrior, whether I won or lost, I was going to friggin' fight as hard as I could and, and never quit, you know, never quit in a match, never quit if I lost and had to make weight the next day. And it's just like, that's kind of why I, I wrote that. Mm-hmm. Man, I love that. Uh, and I think that's the beauty um, of sports. It's like, Sports it isn't just a one-dimensional thing. Like sports, like it's easy to transcend anything in life. Like the qualities that we learn as being athletes can be, you know, used in the world like tomorrow. You know, there's nothing that we won't, you know, be able to uh, you know, be prepared for by not playing sports. So, you know, and and I love what you said about how it tests you because you can like you said, like you have to go one-on-one with the person, you know, and whoever comes out on top is the person who you know who wanted it more. So yeah, I definitely can see that for sure. So I want to back up a little bit more. So you obviously, um, you know, had all the success you had in high school and then you eventually went to Ohio State. Was that kind of like a goal of yours to go to Ohio State or, you know, was that kind of, you know, like, like what was like the recruiting process for you? Like, did you already have in mind where you wanted to go or you kind of just weighed your options and Ohio State ended up being the best choice for you? So as a, a high schooler, you're allowed five official visits and unlimited unofficials. And yeah. at the time, I mean, I looked at Ohio State because it was becoming a, a, a good wrestling program. It was in the state. My dad was a Buckeye fan. But obviously, I wanted to make sure that 
it was the right choice for me. So I took all five official visits and I actually came down to Minnesota and Ohio state. I like Minnesota a lot. The character, the people there, it was a good wrestling program, well traditioned. And, uh, I just chose Ohio state for a lot of, a lot of reasons that I felt like it was that were right in my gut. And I had all the closest people in, in a room talking about it as well. So it wasn't just my own decision. It was kind of the, the core family around me that felt what was best for me. And, and, uh, to this day, I don't look back with regrets. I felt like it was a great opportunity to be, uh, be there and take that program to be a powerhouse. We won it a national championship as a team, when I won an individual one, it was just this really special moment. So I, uh, and we were top three every year after that. So I was just really happy that to be a part of that. Yeah. It sounded like he made the right choice to me, you know, coming out with all that type of success. So um, I want to get a little bit into college. So in college, um, were you like, like the people uh, understand who you were in terms of like your faith? Like, did you have like the outspoken Christian you know, label on you, like, kind of like, what was that, that journey like for you, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm from Columbus, I know how Ohio State is, you know, how was that uh, journey for you in college, you know, trying to, you know, stay close to Christ in the middle of, you know, high street, you know, uh, you know, everybody knows about high street and how, you know, it can be at times. So how was it for you being a Christian in college at such a prominent university, um, as well as climbing the ladder of success uh, as a wrestler? So I was, I was very introverted when I was younger. Uh, my dad was pretty introverted himself. So I took that quality a little bit. And I would say for me, I kind of tried to lead by example. I tried to be really disciplined in my life. And when I had opportunities to talk about faith in interviews, I would. And I would try to hold people accountable and stuff like that. And uh, I just felt like, for me, I, I think I've grown a lot in the verbal aspect, being able to communicate and talk about faith and share faith and not, and be bold about it on social media or be bold about it when people ask me or having opportunities to talk about it when I feel the spirit lead me. Mm -hmm. I just felt like the last five, six years, it's been kind of opening up more and talking about it because I feel like I study it so much and we're talking, we're talking, we're told to be making disciples, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like the sport is definitely, that platform to do it especially with success because a lot of people in the world value that success and i'm trying to link that to christ and pointing it that christ is so much more important than the success i have on on the mat and so i just uh i was grateful that he's giving me the platform and i always surrounded myself with really good people that live disciplined lives the same way i did so i just felt like the high street all the things that go on on campus that could lead you away from faith i just stayed away from you know, mm. I lived on the opposite side of high street. I lived okay. with some really good wrestlers and Kyle Snyder, Miles Marn, who also were national champs for the program. And so it just kept me accountable, you know? Man, that's, man, that's, man, that's, that's beautiful to hear, man, because, you know, a lot of times I, I hear of a lot of, you know, athletes, you know, who are trying to, you know, live for Christ. They go to college and they feel alone. They don't have community. They don't have like-minded brothers and sisters to hold them accountable to, you know, um, help, 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 help them strengthen the relationship with Christ. But the fact that you had that as such, you know, a crucial time in your life is, is amazing. Um, yeah. So I'm glad you had that man, because, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of going on out here, but to have that type of, you know, foundation, that type of relationship, you know, to, you know, help steer you the right way is, is amazing to hear. Um, so 
with all the success that happened in college, what was like the journey of leaving college to, um, you know, becoming, you know, professional wrestler and, you know, the Olympics and all those things? Yeah. So, man, um, so after my last college match, I, uh, my senior year, I wrestled with a torn ACL. Mm. So that was kind of a tough season because I'm, I'm dealing with a major injury. I'm trying to wrestle through it. And I, uh, I felt like I dealt with a, a lot of controversy that season came back late in the season. And I was able to win the big tens a fourth time in a row and become the 15th wrestler ever to do it in that hundred mm. years. So that was an amazing, amazing accomplishment. But then it was like the low of taking third and not winning it. My senior year, not finishing out my career as a champion. That was tough. So then it was just like, I was trying to decide if I wanted to get the ACL surgery right after the season or try to wrestle through the senior level circuit in the summer. And I decided last minute to just get it done and try to save my career and think long-term with my career. Cause I felt like I had a pretty long career senior level because you can go to about 30 at the highest level, I feel like. And so fast forward, I got the surgery, spent the summer rehabbing, tried to, and then try to come back in about seven months after the ECL reconstruction and the first tournament I wrestled at, I tore my hamstring off the bone. Mm. And that was very, very shocking because it was like back-to-back bad injuries were were tough because I wasn't used to dealing with that. I was always a goer. And the hamstring recovery usually takes about eight to ten months to come back from. I tried to come back in four, restrained it at the U.S. Open in 2019, and then had to take the rest of the summer off again. So it was like, I felt like my senior level career never really got started for another year and a half afterwards. So I just had to be really patient. And then it was like, I uh, wrestled at the Bill Farrell. Then I wrestled at the U S open in 2019 in the winter and started having some really good success at those senior level events, qualified for the Olympic trials. And then I wrestled a tournament in Cuba in 2020, about two months before the trials wrestled really well there. And then was getting ready to compete at the trials and then got postponed a year. Mm. And at that point, I actually ended up tearing my MCL meniscus in my knees. So I was just like, holy crap, Mm. I've had a ton of injuries. What's good? I don't know what I'm going to do now. I mean, that was, believe it or not, that was my sixth surgery I had. So I was just like kind of debating whether I want to keep continuing on that journey or to really just step into coaching and, and start my coaching career. And at that point, I, I took a couple of visits and felt like Duke University was a good good first start. The head coach was a strong believer himself, and I felt like mm. he could mentor me a little bit. And so I ended up moving down to Durham in August and started my coaching career. And I was getting Josh Feinsilver ready for the national tournament. And he was a guy that kind of inspired me to really get back into competing, just yeah. getting going, being a part of his journey. He, mm. uh, he just worked super hard in the room. I connected with him pretty right away and just saw his potential. And then it was just like, as he was getting ready for the ACC championship, the national championship and this past March and February, I was just like, man, I should be getting ready for the, the Olympic trials. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I told the coaching staff, I'm like, look, I'm going to start getting ready for the trials. And I was like, they were supportive about it. So after the coaching him at the national tournament, he became around the 12 guy, which was so close to getting on that podium. So that was kind of a up and down, uh, national tournament he had a great tournament but again it's like you're so close so and then I ended up having two weeks out in Norman Oklahoma to work with my former 
college coach that helped me to do well. And then I felt like I was ready to go. And then I had a good performance at the Olympic trials and made the U S national team. And now here we are two weeks afterwards and kind of excited to start competing again internationally and to train this summer and continue to go to the to Olympic or world world level events this coming year. So it's just definitely been a, a big journey and, and with the injuries and with just trusting God with, where he, where he's leading me and now my next step is actually to train out full-time in norman oklahoma under my former college coach so i'm excited man. about that i leave that they need to go there at the end of this month man oh what a what a what a journey man uh it was it's funny because i know when we had talked probably a few months ago you had told me like yeah man i think i'm done i think i'm just going to sit the coaching and i look up i'm like oh he's like he's competing again like hmm i have to hear a little bit more about this but I want to back up a little bit, a little bit more. So here you are, well, not now, but at the time, here you are dealing with six injuries. And the word that keeps jumping out to me is resilience. You like, you come off as a guy who would not be stopped for anything. Like I know guys in any sport who have been done after three injuries. Here you are with six. Like, what is it you know, like, you know, what is it about you that has like, there's, I won't stop at anything, you know, type of mindset? Yeah, I mean, man, I was super intense when I was younger. Like I said, mm -hmm. very competitive. I, uh, my dad was competitive. My mom was competitive. And I think her resilience, I mean, she runs every morning, six miles every morning. And mm -hmm. <laughs> seeing her do what she does, she works out sometimes in the evenings. And she was my strength coach when I first started strength training in eighth grade. So she kind of, her quality traits kind of, kind of took hold of me. And just, I felt like, I don't know, you know, like I said, like I'm a very highly competitive guy and mm -hmm. I just, I value, I like crave hard work. I like, mm -hmm. if I don't work out during the day, I feel like I'm, it's not a good day. Mm -hmm. And like, I just like, like Tom Ryan used to say, when I was at a Buckeye student athlete, he said chosen suffering. Mm. And it makes a lot of sense. Like it sucks sometimes working out or freaking wrestling someone for an hour and a half. You're exhausted physically, mentally, you're drained and you're pushing your body. And it's the same thing. We're cutting weight. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, but it's the same thing. I feel like Jesus went through when he was suffering and dying on the cross, you know, mm -hmm. like he absolutely eating, starving. And it's like, that's how I kind of, characterize my my wrestling a little bit is like yeah no absolutely in order to try to achieve my goal as a national champ or olympic champ or whatever you know and so that's kind of my uh i guess my thinking when i'm going through some of the some of the adversity with injuries or with my training regimen and stuff like that man i love that man um i i think about paul when he was encouraging people when he was talking about how like remember christ when you're running this race like consider all the things that he went through when he was, you know, going through his journey of carrying the cross, like have that same type of perspective in your own life. And I see that with you. Like, I love this. I might, I'm actually, I might uh, give that the title for this episode, Chosen Suffering. Man, I, I absolutely love that. Because if you think about it, that is, you know, the Christian life. Like, you know, a lot of people, like they, like they assume that because, you know, you follow Christ, that everything will be great for you. Everything will be, you know, just, you know, super smooth and all these different things. But, you know, Christ told us himself, you know, 
in this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, have overcome the world. And a lot of times, like it's a two, like it's a two-sided coin. You know, it's you know, like you know, this blessing. You know, but also it's suffering. You know, there's you know, there's signs and wonders and miracles, but it's also carrying the cross. And I see that with you, like you, like like you have this understanding of, yes, I'm going for these things, but at the same time, I understand that you know there will be suffering in this life as well. So how do you stay grounded like during those times of because like you said, because like you're like a person, like you think you said like you're a goer. So you having to be sat down for all these months during with uh, dealing with uh, injury. How have you been able to, you know, pretty much just navigate through those those pauses? For me, it's definitely been a God thing working on patience. Mm. I think that's one of the things struggle with it's, i know mm-hmm. it's the fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. god's been molding me in that a lot lately um it's just being patient listening to the doctors listening to the trainers not pushing things and now i get a chance to anytime that someone goes through an injury share my story about how you have to be patient and and not wait even if it not not jump too quickly because you can get re-injured and it's mm-hmm. just like just telling them like hey like listen, man, like I've gone through five years of injuries. Like it's now it's like just giving back and telling people, Hey, like you can overcome what you're going through. I was able to do it because God allowed me to just continue to be patient, continue to trust that he's working through these injuries in order that I can grow from them and share my story through them. And obviously when you're in the middle of it, it freaking sucks, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're, you can't wrestle, you can do minimal amount of working out you lose your conditioning you lose muscle tone and it's just like just staying positive writing down gratitude in the mornings and thanking god for another day i mean it's just like those in itself are so important as you're going through some of the rehabs with the injuries for sure so you you mentioned this this idea of uh, you know of giving back and telling your story that may help the next person is th- is that one of the reasons why you wanted to go into coaching Oh yeah. I love people. And that's mm-hmm. what it talks about in the Bible is like love people, right. love God, love people. And I love people, you know, and I feel like with wrestling, I've went through every single thing that a wrestler can go through. I've been at the top. I've lost. I've been through a ton of injuries. I've been through controversy. I've been with different coaches that have been good, different coaches that have been bad. I've went through really tough weight cuts. I've made weight every single time. Um, I've had great friends through the sport, some, betrayal in the sport it's just like yeah. I mean it's just like things I could share to some of these kids I'm just like look whatever you got for me I, I, I've been through it pretty much so just like tell me what what you're going through and I just feel like that's just the next progression whenever mm-hmm. I'm done competing is just the coach and to give back because it's been the thing I've pursued for 17 years now yeah yeah man that's that's amazing I, I, I love that perspective so what the what the sport of wrestling like we all know it's, it is extremely, and I've learned a lot just hearing your story. Cause I don't really know a lot of wrestlers like that, but I'm, I'm getting to know um, a lot of you guys now, but what the, what the extreme intense competition that wrestling uh, requires, cause I don't, I, I think you have to compete to be a wrestler. I don't think you can come out there with just, you know, I'm just going to, I think you have to get after it. So with that, you know, with that requirement as a wrestler, do you find it, you know, being a little difficult in terms of being a Christian? Because I know I've heard a, a couple of Christians 
you know, like, but for instance, like football, a lot of them like, man, it's, it's kind of hard for me to, you know, get, you know, revved up to play because I have to hold to my convictions and things like that. So you personally, how do you, uh, for one, how do you view competition? And then for two, how do you actually wrestle as a Christian? Yeah, those are good questions. I think for me, it's like, again, it's like you can't value the wins and losses too much. Like, I feel like sometimes mm. people get trapped performance and they value if they perform well and that's how Christ loves you. And it's just, that's a dangerous road to go by. And it's just like, it's so freeing when you know that Christ loves you no matter how well you do in the sport. And so like, obviously that's different than what the world sees. A lot of worlds like, ah, oh, he didn't win it. So he's not good. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh, no, it's like there's freedom in, in competing, knowing that you're loved no matter what. And it's just mm. like, and know that people along the journey with you, whether you are an Olympic champion or you're 500 wrestler, you know, and it's just like, that's the thing I feel like when I go out and compete, I'm like, man, I'm just grateful that I'm giving this opportunity to compete, you know, because it's like, I've real, I've been like, I haven't been able to compete as much as I wanted to because of all these injuries. So I'm like, every time I compete now, it's it's a blessing. And that's how I view it. It's like, look, let me, let me go out and do what I do best. And that's freaking fight hard for six minutes and wrestle to everything I have, give everything I have out there. And then people just see, see it. And they're like, man, this guy is amazing. Cause it's like, dude, it's like, I know all the sacrifice that goes into it. So I, I'm just willing to give everything I have on that man. And then when, people see that I just feel like they just see like all that chosen suffering that goes into it and then I'm able to talk about how amazing God is that's led me through these through these hard times I would say yeah absolutely man I I love that so so you mentioned which I absolutely love this this perspective of going out there on the mat and going out into your sport already understanding that you are loved because like you said, like in the world, it's you perform and then you're accepted. But obviously, you know, in the kingdom, you're already loved, you know, beforehand. So you're already accepted before you do anything. So do you feel that like, well, I say it like this. Why do you feel like it's a struggle for us as athletes to not put our identity in our sport when we understand that it's something that we do? It's not who we are. That's a great question. The biggest thing is that's who people see you as. Yeah. <laughs> is this amazing wrestler? Mm-hmm. It's just like that's all people talk about when you're 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 around them. It's like how you did at certain tournaments and and if you didn't do as well, like what you got to get better at. And it's just like at a certain point, it's like, look, like I'm a human being. I got other other things that I'm that I'm doing besides wrestling, <laughs> you know, like other hobbies and mm-hmm. interests. You know, obviously wrestling is is right now my job my career is a professional athlete but it's just like I I have other things that's going on so I'm just like look like that's kind of how I view it a little bit is is kind of like yeah like obviously I want to do amazing I want to win every single time but it's just like like I said like another if the day goes they, they there's a the sun comes up another day if you whether you you win it you're a national champion you're Olympic champion, you aren't, you aren't. And that's what you have to understand. It's like yeah. the, the biggest thing I've realized is like friendships that I've made in the sport with different people are so much more valuable. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. I know that I'm going to be done competing, but it's like, I have so much great support system that I can just lean on during this and then just be excited 
when I'm at, when I'm done, just still having great friendships, you know, and that's the thing that I feel like good with the sport. It's so tight knit that it's like you have a brother for life usually. Yeah, man. I, um, (laughs) it's funny because I just, I kind of was introduced to the wrestling space this literally out of, out of nowhere. And then I see, like, I click on one person's profile and I see all these other people, like all these other Christian athletes. I click on that person's profile. I see all, like, all you guys are like very, very tight. And I don't really see that a lot in a lot of different sports. Like you guys, like you guys do so much stuff together. And I think, um, I think it's great to have that set that you kind of had in college. Like it's that tight knit group of, uh, you know, people around you to hold you accountable to lift you up when times are down and, all those different things like it, it's amazing to see how supportive you guys you know and I'm I'm kind of jealous because I don't have that if, and you know because I play basketball I don't really have that on, on my end as much but like you guys are super super close so so with that I'm sure you've competed against some of your friends sometimes before like how has that been obviously it's 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 awkward especially yeah. training <laughs> with someone you right. with so um you kind of take it with a grain of salt, you know, like you respect that you're going through the, through the discipline with the training and all the hard workouts. So you respect them, you know, obviously you're like, man, like it takes a ton to be at the highest level in the sport. So that's what you respect. But at, at a certain, and another point, it's like, you're excited to fight them for six minutes and whoever comes out of the top, Hey, hats off to, you know, you, you earned it, you know, and that's kind of how I view it. It's like, look, step out there, God's in the control. You just go out and wrestle as hard as you can and let the results take care of themselves. For sure. Man, I love that, man. It's <laughs> it's just it, it's just so refreshing to to hear, you know, a person who has literally walked with God throughout the entire journey of just, you know, from day one, honestly. So I want to you you kind of you kind of answered it, you know, in, in bits and pieces as we've been as we've been talking, but I want to ask you. So you can like fully, you know, expound on it a little bit more. How do you, because from from what I from from what I know and what you have already said, you are you have experienced tremendous amounts of success, you know, from you know, high school, college, now, you know, you're getting ready to leave in a few weeks to, you know, uh train and uh compete internationally, all these different things, like you're constantly rising. How do you personally, how do you deal with the successes that come with being a professional wrestler? Man, it's like when I won the national championship is one of the greatest moments of my life because it wasn't just it wasn't just me out there. You know, obviously it is you, but it's just like the people that my family was there bonded with my brother and sister like no other after that tournament. It was like they both came to Ohio State after after that. They weren't there at that point. It's just like that that experience was so amazing. It helped me get closer with them and just just the man the the people that you meet, like I said, it's the people that, that, that keep me in the sport. Cause it's like, there's so much, so much support system and people that are, are living kind of through me in this journey. And it's like, I'm not just doing it for myself anymore. I'm doing it for my friends, my family and coaches and mentors. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, man, like I'm, I'm living the dream right now, you know? Cause I'm like, man, it's like, look, like if I can do well and people can get inspired by how I do, like, that's amazing you know it's just like I hope that's what I what I can do when I go compete internationally I go to the world championships stuff like that is just inspire people and then when they hear about faith just inspire them to be curious about 
what Jesus is like and who Jesus is. Hey Amen. I, I love that, man. I love that. Uh, I never asked this before, but I want to ask you because, you know, I'm just, I'm just really curious. For, so for you, what is it that you are trying to accomplish with your platform? I just for me, I think personally is just to create friendships, create long, lifelong friendships, and then have a platform to to witness to as many, not just wrestlers, but as many people as I can in in the sport, and then out of it as well. Like, obviously, I get recognized a lot of times in the streets by people who follow the sport, but then also having the platform to talk about Christ in whatever context you know like mm-hmm. it, like i said we're taught we're called to make the disciples and obviously like that's the thing i want to do with how hard i work in the sport and then just being able to inspire people that think about christ and just share it so i can impact thousands hundred thousands of people sure. who knows you know especially with how popular an athlete gets like you have more of a platform as as your success goes more and more in the sport yeah, for sure. And from also looking in, it seems like, you know, you you are very trusted to to handle that. You're very, you know, humble in terms of, you know, how you carry yourself. I don't I don't sense any arrogance, any pride. I, I see a person who has, you know, who, who closely walks with God. And I know that that's the type of person that God can trust with, you know, his message with his gospel. So I'm 100 percent pulling for you, man. I you know, I. I hope everything goes well for you when you, you know, when you get back to it in a few weeks, um, man, this man, I've, I've been extremely encouraged to hear your story a little bit and to see everything that you have done, all thing that God has done in your life. And I'm excited just to see you keep going, man. Um, definitely, definitely pulling for you, man. Um, yeah, but I just, I just want to ask one last thing and then, you know, I'll let you go. So, so with this, so with this platform, I see you being a person who, like you said, is very open about, you know, your faith and things like that. But at the same time, how, how important is it for you to show your scars, you know, show the things that you have been through, you know, to kind of, in a sense, humanize yourself? Because a lot of times when people look at somebody so successful, they seem unreachable. You know, they seem like, man, this person never goes through anything. This person is always on top. He has you know, awards on top of awards on top of medals. And he just instantly just everything he touches is gold. But people that they don't know the things that you have been through behind closed doors, the sacrifices, the the injuries, all the things you have been through, the humbling moments. So how do you, uh, you know, like, how do you, like, well, I'll say, how, how important is it to showcase every bit of you to people? I think it's very important, you know, obviously it's like, you want to keep some things private but you Mm -hmm. also want to share like how how tough things are it's not like roses and 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 easy breeze through stuff like it's like usually uh, my one of my bible mentors used to tell me because she was also i did some boxing when i was in high school so she's my boxing trainer but then she became a bible mentor she's like she always would tell me she's like hard work brings what and I'd be like much reward. And it's just like, like, obviously like that, that stuck with me for a while. It's like, whatever you work hard towards God will, will, will reward, you know? And I'm just like, and then the humble part is like, look, like my parents keep me accountable. I have other Christian believers keep me accountable about just like, look, like this success isn't yours. It's, mm-hmm. it's all God's, you know, we're just mm-hmm. being a steward of it. 
And it's just like, God created me with a athletic body for wrestling. And I'm just being a steward of it and showing, trying to show Christ through what he's given me in, in my body and, and with my words. And like, that's kind of how I, I try to try to view it in a sense. Man, I love that. Whew, I love that so much, man. Like I said, man, I'm, I'm, I have been very, you know, very joy to just hear your story, man. And I'm, like I said, I'm definitely pulling for you. Thank you for, you know, taking time out of your day to sit down and talk to me a little bit. It, uh, it definitely does not go um, unnoticed, unappreciated. So, um, yeah, that's going to do it for this one, man. Like I said, thank you so much for, you know, taking time out your schedule to, you know, sit down with me. Um, definitely pulling for you, man. You know, when you you uh, you go back to compete here soon. Um, but yeah, thanks for you know taking time out of me uh, today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I'm always grateful and thankful to have uh, the, the opportunity to talk about faith and the opportunity to be on a podcast that shares faith. Absolutely. Well, that wraps it up for another episode. I pray that you were blessed by today's conversation. Make sure that you rate and subscribe to this podcast in order to be notified for new episodes. If this podcast blessed you in any way, pass along to anyone you believe will be encouraged by it. To stay in the loop on all things TBA, visit thebiblicalathlete.com or on Instagram at thebiblicalathlete as well. Thanks again for tuning into today's episode. God bless.